What's up, everybody? I'm Chris Hampton, your host. No, I'm just kidding. It's me, it's Lana. I'm the office manager here at Power Company. I just wanted to pop in real quick and tell you about something special we're doing. Hopefully you've been enjoying these daily episodes of essays from Chris's book, The Hard Truth, Simple Ways to Become a Better Climber. Maybe you're even thinking you'd like to snag a copy of the book for yourself. Well, it's the perfect time to do so, because right now, through June 10th, in celebration of the one-year anniversary, when you purchase a copy of The Hard Truth, we will be sending you some extra freebies. And I don't know about you, but I love freebies. Okay, so in addition to a copy of the book and some stickers, you'll also get a commit journal, which is a little notebook that's easy to throw in your pack, jot down some quick notes or whatever, three postcards of illustrated charts from our good friend Brendan Leonard of Semi-Rad Media, and another one of Brendan's charts from the book, The Success Built from Failure's Pyramid, in the form of a refrigerator magnet. So you can slap it on your fridge or camp stove or back of a car, wherever. Oh yeah, and Chris is going to sign your book too, so that's pretty neat. So head on over to powercompanyclimbing.com, click on the hard truth button, or banner, whatever, and you'll get yourself a copy. The offer runs now through June 10th, or until we run out of the free stuff, so don't dilly-dally. And you can find that link in the show notes too, on your handy-dandy pocket supercomputer, as Chris would say. Okay, now on with the show. Originally, the subtitle of this book was Easy Ways to Become a Better Climber. My friend Tyler pointed out that while he often finds my advice simple, he rarely finds it easy. We immediately changed the subtitle. To be perfectly honest, I often look back on these essays and feel as if maybe I'm being too repetitive or too harsh. Then I remember how often, thousands of times over the past few years, that I've had to reiterate these ideas to my friends, clients, and to myself. Yes, these are simple concepts, not easy. In most cases, it's these ideas that usher in the biggest changes. Change. Another simple but not easy concept. Like I mentioned in the introduction, I believe in it. Fiercely. But it's not going to happen unless you want it. Unless you want to fight for it. To see the entire process through. To care about the outcome. I'm on this journey with you. I'm a work in progress. Constant reevaluation. Head down, but eyes up, driving forward with knowledge of what's in the rear view, taking care to be the best I can, and not expecting more. Acknowledgements. I've got too many ideas and not enough time, but there are a handful of people who hold me accountable to some of these ideas in different ways. Without them, this book, this company, this systematic dream chasing couldn't happen. My wife, Annalisa, who somehow puts up with my insatiable need to be creating something, tells me that she's proud of what I've built just enough to keep me going, but not so much that I can rest on my laurels. My daughter, Katie, who I work hard to be an example for. She told me that sometimes I need to soften the blow, but for some reason still comes to me for doses of reality. I try to soften them. Sometimes. 
the whole team at Power Company Climbing. I never envisioned it as a team in the beginning, but I'm damn sure happy that it is. Sometimes it seems a little out of control, but if it didn't, we'd all be bored silly. Brendan Leonard, who I bonded with over a love of hip-hop and whose illustrations brought much-needed color to these essays. For 20 years, I made my living as an artist while Brendan made his as a writer. He somehow agreed to trade places with me for this project. That he finds my perspectives worthy is an honor. And most of all, the community of people who've supported this thing I've been building. I've written essays, recorded podcasts, made videos, and created products because of you. It's because you cared to hear what I had to say that I took care in saying it. That I'll continue to say it, make it, do it, build it. This book is the first, certainly not the last. Thanks for keeping me accountable. So I've had, I've had pretty much everybody in this series about the hard truth uh, introduce themselves, but I'm going to just read your bio from the book because, oh, yeah. because when I wanted to write your bio, I, I looked at bios in other places of yours and I was like, this dude is too humble. I'm going to write his bio. So I'm going to read your bio if that's okay. Yeah, go for it, man. Brendan Leonard is an award-winning storyteller, author, and filmmaker, and a must-stop on your daily Instagram scroll, assuming you're able to laugh at yourself. As the creator of Semirad.com, he's accurately been referred to as the voice of our generation of outdoor adventurers. A former contributing editor for Climbing Magazine, he's also written about climbing for Alpinist, Outside, National Geographic Adventure, and CNN.com. His books range from the trademark pointed humor of Bears Don't Care About Your Problems to the introspective inspiration of 60 Meters to Anywhere. Addicted to collecting vintage hip-hop vinyl, he has a love-hate relationship with running long distances and is currently working on making things. Accurate or no? Yeah, that's accurate. It's funny, those are always like uh, some of the, like I've written one piece for cnn.com i think mm -hmm. and they they paid like a hundred bucks or something and <laughs> but it, i was just like when they asked i was like they asked yeah. her, will you write something about mount everest and i'm like yeah sure whatever you know that'll be great that'll be fun to have on my resume and then i never wrote for him again like they literally emailed me maybe the next year or the year after that and they were like hey would you want to comment on i forget maybe it was the disaster where all the people died and i was like i don't have anything to say Thanks though. You know, like, like I don't want yeah. the work. I just want the little thing for my, for my bio, you know, like I consciously did that. So it's cool to know that we've paid you more than CNN.com. Oh yeah. You know, it's really funny. <laughs> I used to, so we have a, we've always had a UPS store mailbox. So like we don't get mail at our house and, um, or packages. And this is comes from living in Denver for so long. Uh, but they sent me a check, I guess, you know, and, um, this guy just emailed me out of the blue and he was like, Hey, this is going to sound funny, but I, your check got put in my mailbox at the UPS store and I do a lot of work for CNN and I didn't even read the name on it and I cashed it. And I'm like, <laughs> he's like, I deposited my account. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'll just let him know. And he's like, I'll, uh, you know, he's like, I'll take care of it. Just my apologies. They probably think they emailed, you know, they probably think, uh, they sent it to you and I'm like, what are the odds? I mean, there's like 
maybe a hundred mailboxes there, you know, and this guy's <laughs> like, you had it might've been 200 bucks. I don't know what it was, but it wasn't like about the money at all for me, but yeah, I, I eventually got paid. So. Well, I think yeah. Lana's sending the money to the right place in this instance. So. Oh, it's a, yeah. Ho- it's hopefully great, you're getting all that. <laughs> you know, I feel real, I feel really smart about that deal too. I was like, yeah, why don't you, instead of like paying me cash, why don't you just pay me a percentage of sales since you're such a sales machine? This will be great. And it's like, like, this is so great. I'm so smart. These little, little drips of income every month. I'm like Chris's, Chris's book good, is doing good. well um, again. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's doing really well. And I, I think you're a big part of that. Um, number one question I have is how do you feel about me totally jacking your charts and making charts of my own now? Well, I didn't I didn't invent that, dude. I mean, it's not like <laughs> one of the so there's I'm I don't know how many people are familiar with XKCD, the Gosh, it's a website, but he does a lot of, it's a lot of drawings, uh, but he's also written a couple books now, um, Randall Monroe. But that was sort of the original thing that got me thinking that way to do things in charts. There's this XKCD chart called Fuck Grapefruit, and it's an, <laughs> it's an XY chart of tastiness of fruit versus how difficult it is to like actually, actually get it to, to where you can eat it. And... <laughs> Like, so like an easy, like a strawberry would be easy and tasty, but then like, um, pomegranate would be impossible. Yeah. And like grapefruit (laughs) is pretty tough. And then like, uh, um, pineapple is like way the hell out here for this Mm. is so hard, you know? Um, but it's a funny, it's just a hilarious chart. And, um, yeah, people message me all the time on Instagram, not all the time, like, you know, a couple times a month or every couple of weeks, but they'll be like, Hey, you should draw this chart. I'm like, dude, I don't have like a, like, I'm not, I don't have like a patent. I'm drawing funny charts. You can literally just get yourself a piece of paper and do it yourself. Like why you do it? <laughs> it's, not, it's not like, like I'm doing rocket science over here. There's some aesthetic thing. It's like, literally I sit down and draw it by hand. I'm like, so I know. And then people, some other people will be like, this person's stealing your, your style. I'm like, what style, you know, there's like multiple people on Instagram who make charts like that. And, uh, so See, this is why I, this is why I wrote your bio because you're, you're just too humble about it. Well, it's not that original. A, yeah. I think there's a, there's an interesting way that you view the world and that's why mm-hmm. your charts work the way that they do, you know, true. Anyone can, can make the drawings, but the relationships you see between things, I think is what makes it so cool. I don't know if it's that unique though, because people will send me ideas and, and I think like, sometimes I'm like, that's a really good idea actually, but I'm not going to do it because like, if somebody likes it and they're like, Hey, you should put this on a coffee mug. I can't just take Bob's idea, sell coffee mugs and be like, I don't want to deal with the like, Hey Bob, I'll give you 50% of every one of these because this was your idea. You know, some, this guy sent me this idea like years ago and I still think about it where he's like, you should draw a chart. It's like where it shows how, what you think, how good you think you look like you're running when you run past the camera <laughs> in a marathon, like you see the race photographer out there. Yeah. And then when you, when you see the photo after the race and it just looks like you're dying, you know, like you're walking <laughs> I'm like, man, that is totally true, but I've never done it because I can't, you know, but people see those relationships and um, I think they do, but I think they're prompted 
a little, you know, by yeah. you and by other people who are, you know, depicting these relationships in one way or another. I certainly, you know, there are definitely times where I'm like, has Brendan done a chart about this? You know, has Brendan done a chart about how many zippers it takes to get out of a tent? And, you know, just whatever, any situation I have that I yeah. see that relationship, I'm like, I wonder if Brendan's already done this and I'm remembering it from one of his charts <laughs> or if I just had this idea. I've done that. I've done that to myself where I've been mm -hmm. like, you know what I should write a thing about? And then I'll search my blog and be like, oh my God, I wrote about that in 2015. <laughs> Shit. I get Maybe I should quit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Recycling your own material. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's why I asked you, to do the book like I could obviously draw some things I did the banana I did our portraits for the, our bios but I wanted your take on like read this find the the even simpler way to say it in an image because I had distilled these essays down to as simple as I can get you know and then I'm like here simplify it further into this one little chart and and you banged them out and just sent them all over. Well, it's funny. It feels like a day later. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, it was easy because you and I think alike in so many ways where it's just like, I mean, essentially the thesis of the book is stop bullshitting yourself. Try harder. Yeah. You know, like if you want to yep. knock it down to one sentence, but people will read all those essays and two or three of the points in them, they'll take with, you know, like take with them. They'll be like, okay, I read the whole thing, but you underline three things out of a book and you're like, that was worth my 15 bucks or whatever, you know? Um, and that's, yep. but, but you and I are so, you know, like, and I think that probably comes from the examination of our own excuses where you're like, am I really that busy or did I really try that hard or did I, you know, or am I just making excuses? So it's so number one, it was super fucking easy to draw your stuff. Cause I'm like, exactly. This is exactly what we're doing. Like, People do this all the time. It's bullshit, you know? And, um, but also what's funny is like that you're an actual artist and I am a writer and we just switch roles for the book. Like, yeah, like, I love this. That. Is, the I irony of this is so fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. And even, even more than that, I just, I've found over these last uh, two years or so, that one of the biggest joys in my life is making things with my friends. You know, what, whatever that is, whether it's we're developing a boulder problem together, whether it's we're, you know, working on a book, working on a song, uh, a podcast, whatever it is, I love that collaborative process and seeing the final thing that, that I made with my friends, you know, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. The sum becomes <clears throat> more or the, the whole is more than some of the parts or whatever. Like, yeah, it's, it's always nice to bounce things back and forth and they just become bigger and better. Hopefully, I guess instead of, instead yeah. of worse, but yeah, I think about that a lot. Like musicians, like work like bands, like, Oh my God, how does that mm -hmm. even work? And how do people not, uh, how do people stay together for like, decades of working together and yeah. not kill each other and for sure. making music, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And 
You mentioned a few minutes ago that your charts kind of started from, I can't remember the Instagram name. XKCD. Uh, it's, it's not even Instagram. It's just a website. Just a website. XKCD. Yeah. yeah. And is that where you got the idea for your flow charts? Because that's kind of how your charts started were, were flow charts, right? I don't, yeah, I don't even remember what that came from, but I remember, I remember I was sitting in the Denver Bicycle Cafe and I was like, I'm going to just draw a flow chart about how to poop in the woods. And I had some typing paper with me. I was living in my van at that time and I was just like, I'll just draw it. And then I took a photo of it and it instantly became the most virally shared thing ever on my blog. Um, yeah. But then beyond that, people just like literally took the photo and shared it without attribution or whatever. So it kind of <laughs> was like, it was a very interesting learning experience for me. Like, Oh, people are just going to do this. Okay. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, and then from there, I slowly finally bought an iPad in 2016 and started drawing more. Started doing it. It was, I was bored with Instagram, you know, I was just like, okay. I mean, essentially it seemed like I was just looking at people's like vacation photos. I'm like, okay, this is cool. Whatever. And I started following a bunch of cartoonists and I was like, this is actually really great because now I just open up my phone and laugh my ass off for like five minutes. And then I shut it, you know, turn the app, close the app and move on to my, my day as opposed to being like, I don't know, like, okay, cool. I'm glad you're in beautiful places and, and whatever. But cartoons, man, these little five second things where you can look at it and go, oh, wow. Yeah, they really nailed it. Um, so mm -hmm. I thought, what can I do? I can't draw characters. You know, I don't have the skills to put together an actual cartoon, but I could probably do this, you know? Um, and I'm trying to branch out a little bit more. So it's not just like pie charts and bar graphs and, and stuff like that and try to get, which drawing stuff for the book really helped with, I think, because I came up with some things based on your writing. And I'm like, because um, you don't want to just fill a book like that with like, 25 of the exact same looking thing you know like right right yeah, oh yeah venn diagram in every chapter like jesus that would be so annoying you know um, yeah so and there's a limit to what types of charts people actually understand like yes we all probably finished like 10th grade you know math or, or whatever mm -hmm. for sure like but to a point people are like things get way too complicated and people just are not going to sit there and go I don't get this. Let me keep thinking about this Instagram post for like 10 minutes. And like, <laughs> oh, I got it. You know, like <clears throat> you don't get any points for that for sure. So. Right. Well, I love the, I love the simplicity of it and the pointedness, you know, and, and maybe even most the, the relatability of it all. Like that's one of the things about these, these episodes I've been doing where I'm just reading the chapter and then having these short discussions and I've gotten so much feedback that I didn't expect from people who are like, Oh, I, I love hearing how, how someone else, you know, related to that chapter. Um, I read the book, but now it's like I'm reading it again and hearing it from a different perspective. And I didn't expect that at all. I almost felt like when I came up with this idea to celebrate the book, that it was a little bit of a cop out. Like, oh, I'm just going to read a chapter a day and boost my podcast numbers, you know, but, but it's been really successful and people love hearing it. And, and it's fun for me to hear how other people are 
accepting what what we put out into the world because you never do you know besides like right amazon reviews or the people who will take the time to actually write an email to you and be like hey yeah this really made a difference to me but yeah that's that's a super cool idea um and now you can just make it into an audiobook when you're done recording the totally you just chop up the files <laughs> be like okay here you go kindle yeah yeah, exactly. Exactly. Dude, what are you what are you working on now? You're like a you're a machine over there and you know, I am I am constantly in this place of like, Jesus, Brendan wrote another book. There's another book coming out. <laughs> well there's so many. I love it. You know what's funny? Well, yeah, I, w- I wonder what it's like for people who have write books that actually sell a lot of copies because I have very few of mine actually sell through the advance. Well, that's not true. But like four, maybe four of them have, maybe five total. But like, you know, and th- those are not books that I got a big advance for. You know, some of these books I wrote, I got like a $4,000 advance and they just haven't sold that, that many copies um, for whatever reason. So you just did it for this one-time payment. You're like, oh, whoops, that was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, so I just joke like, yeah, maybe one of these will take off at some point and I'll be able to stop writing so many books. But I don't know, man, I enjoy having, I enjoy reading books. Like I read about 50 books a year. If you include, like, I don't know, I listen to like 10 or 12 audio books a year, but I read and I buy shit tons of books too, man. Like, <laughs> same. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm just like, this is just some on the wall here. Like, and yeah. now, like, I'm okay. I'm at the point in life where I get a little bit of money and I'm like, okay, why do I work so hard? And one of the answers is like sneakers and <laughs> vinyl records. <laughs> yeah. But a big answer is so I can buy coffee table books, apparently. And like, yeah, it's crazy. Like this, I have a couple books. One is called the Soviet Bus Stops, um, and it's literally just photos of bus stops in the former Soviet republics. And it's like a thirty dollars book, and I love this book so much. I just love that it exists, and, you know. And there's a sequel, and I'm like, every time I'm like shopping for books, I'm like. I should probably just buy that second one. And then there's another one for like (laughs) transit stations. It's just, and I'm like, why do I want these? But, uh, does, is this playing into how much your, or how busy your travel schedule used to be? Is this part of it? Oh, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, I haven't gone anywhere for like a year. Um, maybe. No, I just like, Like, I like the idea of something. So this guy says in this book, in the introduction, like, um, you know, you'd think like just he he's a, I believe he's a British guy and bicycled from, I think, London to like Russia, maybe somewhere in Russia um, early on. I was like struck by the, the how unique all these bus stops were. Um, and he was like, so I thought I'd go back and photograph all of them. And you'd think, yeah, why don't you just take buses? And it's like, that's incredibly inefficient. So he would hire taxi drivers to drive him around (laughs) to these bus stops. And they would be like, what are we doing? And he'd be like, yeah, I'll take you for the whole day. And he's like, as we started doing it, they started to get excited. Like near the end of the day, they'd be like, let's just do one more, you know, and like how much fun he had with it. And it's just like, to me, that's, it's this incredible, it's, it's really inspiring on an art level where you go, Oh yeah, you can just make a book that's all photos of 
a lady did one in 2016 of rest areas in America, um, which looks rad as shit. And I'm like, see, this is, I, I see what's happening here. It's, it's half the travel theme and it's half what you do in your charts so damn well is you take this normal everyday thing and you find find something really interesting about it you find the beauty in it you find the the irony in it whatever it is and and you present it in a new light and these people are doing the same things with bus stops and rest areas and you're fascinated yeah. by it yeah no yeah no for sure and like <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's like, uh, how do you share this thing that you find interesting? You know, and there's many different ways of doing that from journalism to, um, yeah, charts, photography, all that stuff. And I mean, I don't know. I don't really have a an idea of what a career should look like, but I know I want to just keep making stuff, you know, and that's sometimes I, I really enjoy designing t-shirts too. You know, like that's a mm -hmm. fun thing for me. It also makes a little bit of money, but it's like super fun to be like, oh my God, did you know you can just like put the F word on a t-shirt in some way? And, okay, not that many people will buy it, but like people can buy that because you did that. And that's so funny to me that like um, that that can exist. And it's fun to think about why people buy t-shirts. It's because they want to say something about themselves to the world on their shirt, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, so... It's fun. I've been experimenting with that sort of thing. And like, it's different than a coffee mug because a coffee mug is you mostly want to say something to yourself or remind yourself of it. But maybe if you take it to the office, you want to say it to your coworkers too. Like that's, mm. you know, that's something <laughs> to think about the ways these different products like speak to the world and like how we get messages out and how they exist in some sort of uh way of communicating things about us and signaling, you know, like bumper stickers are so different than um, prints that you would hang on your wall, you know, in your house or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, different audience, different, different aesthetic of saying something. Do you ever, w when I think of you initially, uh, when we first met years ago, I would have described you as a writer. Mm -hmm. Now, I think I probably would describe you as something more like a journalistic voice is the wrong word. Um, but you are, you, you're the voice of this generation of adventurers, I think. And, but I don't, I wouldn't just say writer anymore. How do you feel about, having kind of transformed what you do from writer, which is what you went to school to do into making t-shirts, drawing charts, you know, all these other things that you're doing because they're all forms of communication. Yeah. Well, I would say I'm, I would say I'm a little, I'm probably aging out of being a voice of the outdoors. I think like I follow people on Instagram and I'm like, no, these people are more of the, the voice of the outdoors, you know, like, uh, are I you becoming the voice of, of the love hate relationship with running that the U S yeah, has? Yeah, maybe hopefully. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be the voice for anybody, but me, um, I, I just, I think of, I've met up with a buddy of mine who's my age and I just said like, I think he had a little injury or whatever. And I go, 
how you been? You're like, you having a little knee problem? And he goes, oh yeah, you know, just middle-aged guy overdoing it. And I was like, that's such a, that would be such a great t-shirt or just like a total brand. Like that's me, mm-hmm. middle-aged guy overdoing it. So if you want to Absolutely. capture it in a nutshell. But um, yeah, I mean, I think like, I think I approach everything as a writer still. Um, I was talking to a friend about a possible film project and he said something about, a film I directed and he's like, your style is like, you know, it's like pretty ramshackle. And like, uh, and I was like, yeah, it totally is. And we, we both laughed cause it was like so honest that he would say that, but I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and act like my shit is, you know, s- cinematography wise good. You know, like I also don't know that great cinematography means you made a great film. You know, so absolutely to me, the story always comes first and I approach everything as a writer and to structure a film, you sit down with a shitload of post-it notes and like, you know, where do we put this? Where do we put this? Does this matter? Okay. Throw that away. And it's like, you're writing a story. And to me, it's always gonna, it's always gonna work that way. It doesn't start with like an image, you know, to me or mm. a, a video, a shot. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't, that's not how my brain works. And Everything I think, um, everything I do and everything I am a fan of art-wise is a story in some way, right? Where a bumper sticker is a story, you know, in five words. Um, Or, uh, yeah, coffee mug can be a story. A tweet is a story. A book is a story, you know? And, like, I I just sort of spit your, the thesis of your book back to you in, like, a sentence. But... As I teach this in writing workshops too, I'm like, okay, you know, people will say, what's war and peace about? And someone will be able to capture that in a sentence. And you're like, well, why read right. the book? If I can just, if it's just a sentence and you're like, no, no, no. The experience is like, you got to read all whatever it is, 700 pages or whatever. Um, so stories are just drawn out or condensed to the point where we, we want to, you know, how we want to interact with them. Um, I so, love that answer. It just, it changes what a writer is. So maybe what I call you is a storyteller and, you know, in all of its forms. And, and I love that you're, you're still making, um, you know, drawn out stories as well as super ultra condensed stories that you post to your Instagram. Yeah. And I think about like, <clears throat> I'm sure you, have this too when you're thinking about ideas and you go, Oh, should I write another book? Oh, maybe that's a podcast. Maybe it's this. Like you have many, many tools at your disposal too. So you're able to just like decide which is the best medium, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And in your case, like, like I said, it's like, Oh yeah. A book is also an audio book, which is also maybe sort of a podcast. Like it's yeah. And to to think about how you want to reach people and what is the best way to tell a story is, is interesting to me. And like what medium you use um, is very, it's a weird spot to be in. It's very, it's great to be able to have the ability to do all these different things. Like you can make a film on your phone, you know, like you don't need much. You can do like editing software is cheap or free. You know, you can make a, you can shoot an entire film on your phone, edit it on a computer and upload it or not upload it. You can just make it an Instagram yeah. story. But I find that like using these things that have algorithms that 
you feel the pressure of, so like Instagram wants you to be, wants you to post every single day. You know, if you ask Mm -hmm. somebody who's a professional uh, influencer, they'll say, oh yeah, you have to post every day and you want to do some, you know, a bunch of stories every day, like three or more, probably. I don't even know what we're supposed to do. And uh, I was like, yeah, I should be doing that. You know, I should be doing more of that and trying to grow that. And I'm like, what the fuck for? Like, I just like, that would drive me fucking nuts. And like, also mm. if I uploaded seven things to Instagram a week, it's like at least four of them would be total shit, like just garbage. And I'm like, why would I do that to, to appease this algorithm? And also like doing stories all the time. I think I'm bad at it because I think I overthink them and I just don't, I'm just like, is this making the world a better place? If I put this up there, is this doing any mm-hmm. service to anyone? And it just, I get, I get stage fright and I'm like, I have fucking doing that, you know? And I'm a bad creative because of that. But that's purely a platform <laughs> thing. It's the platform that's like, it's like, Oh yeah, we want, we want you to be addicted to this and we want you to interact with it all the time. And like, if I put up a successful Instagram story, the amount of messages I get back is like another, a whole nother thing on my to-do list for that day. It's like, yeah. oh, I got to yeah. respond to all these people. And I don't know if they're expecting that, but it's like, holy shit, this app really just wants to become my life. And you know what? No one's fucking paying me to do this shit. <laughs> like, so right, right. I think about, <laughs> I've been thinking about it a lot. Like, okay, does that help me make art? Is this art? You know, or am I just doing maintenance of stuff? Is this helping me get somewhere? Is this helping other people get through their lives? You know, and like to have that all jumbled up by big tech is like a little bit weird for me. Like at the end of the day, that stuff is very tiring. And I also, I just like, it doesn't feel like I did anything sometimes. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I I feel that for sure and and I definitely feel the like I don't want to put out something that's just shit. So, you know, I'm going to end up spending more time on it and if I'm supposed to do it this number of times a day or a week, how much time is that taking me, you know, even even this book when it the the idea, well first off, you had been hounding me to make a book for years and I'm like, okay, let me just try one. I've got all these old blog posts that kind of have a theme. I'm just going to put them all together and put them out as a book. And then I'm like, I can't put out just the blog posts because everybody has seen those already. So I'm going to write new ones as well. And I add those in and then I'm like, oh, Brendan's charts would be perfect for this, especially since he's the person who's pushing me to make a damn book. So then your charts came into it and then I'm like, I'm going to write some more chapters to follow up some of these and then send you more charts to make. And, and it became this whole ordeal and this whole thing. And we had to get the cover right and, you know, had to lay it out the way we wanted it. And it, it became this big project that now I'm really proud of, but it sure as hell took a lot longer than an Instagram story. Oh, for sure. And <clears throat> You don't have the metrics. I mean, you know how many of them are going out the door. You also haven't even been, it hasn't been out and you haven't been out to be able to see like, oh, wow, there's my book on the shelf at a climbing gym or not a gear store, you know, like, like it's a thing out in the world. Like it's been totally virtual for you. Uh, Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's like, yeah. And then the, the writing of it and the creating of it is only half of it. 
then you're like, yeah. oh, now who's going to sell this book? And even, right. with, even with publishers, and I guess I don't have like an agent or anything, but even with publishers, a lot of times you're like, well, who is going to sell this book? And there are definitely people working on it, you know, but sometimes you feel like, I just don't, like, I am responsible for a lot of the mm-hmm. publicity of this thing, you know? And mm-hmm. you're better about this than I am, but I'm like to the point where I'm like kind of going, okay, I'm pretty sure everyone who follows me knows that I have a new book out. And if they were going to buy it, they would have bought it by now. So I can stop. Oh, that's what, exactly what I yeah. thought when I started this podcast series. <laughs> well, this like, is a everybody's different... Everybody's already got the book. This is a different way of doing it too, because you're creating a night, like a, this like richer piece of media. It's not just like like a tweet or like an Instagram right. post. Like, hey, I got a book. I don't know if you know that. It's out, <clears throat> you know? So <laughs> there's that whole thing. And like, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Um, but yeah, I... And I will like talk to people and they'll be like, Oh, I didn't know you. I didn't know you wrote books or something like that. I'll be like, fuck, I don't, I don't do a good job of promoting my stuff. Or I don't yeah. know. You, I didn't know you did this. And like, Oh, I didn't know you were that guy from that film. And like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. I, I get the same like, things where people are like, Oh, you have a podcast. You know, I'm like, how, how did you find out about me? If you didn't find out about me from the podcast. Right. You know? But I think everyone already knows about it. Just not true. So yeah, we we both yeah. need to be better about putting ourselves out there more, especially the things we've already made. We've already put the work in. Yeah, we've got yeah. the thing. Put it out there. Yeah, I, but that's. But like- I I am really really happy to have your voice as a part of of this book and to have this thing that sits on the shelf that that I can give away to people that I, you know, get messages about that, that I know is out there in the world that was created in tandem with, with my friends, you know, that, that means the fucking world to me. So, so thank you for doing it. And, and thank you for bringing your, your unique voice and perspective to it. Hey, come on. Thanks for, thanks for involving me. We know you could have drawn all this stuff yourself and like, it would, it would, it would have been more. Also, I think I should point out that this was not the book that I'm, I'm, st- I'm still pressuring you to write the other book. That's true. Like, That's which true. I think, there there which I is another book. Super fascinating and fun, but, um, but yeah. Someday. Oh yeah. Someday That's, when we're old, we'll, oh, yeah. we'll hold when, up. We'll hole up in a cabin in the woods and we'll just write. Fuck. That's, you know that. <laughs> I can't believe you literally just said someday, like as if that'll fucking happen. Like, I oh, yeah, someday I'll get to that. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll do my best. Yeah. Maybe we should do it as I just, maybe I should just interview you as a series of podcasts and then we just pay to have it transcribed and then you have your first draft done. Uh, like, there, tell, me, tell me about this story. Tell me about this story. How'd you get now from you're here thinking to here? like I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> well, man, I, I hope I get to see you and Hillary again soon. And, you know, we'll we'll make it up there as soon as possible to see the new place and to hang out now that we're all microchipped and, you know, safe from safe from aliens. Yeah, are you still getting Microsoft <clears throat> Office up, auto updates? I feel like that should be. <laughs> I've been getting, just included. 
well, they just keep popping up. And I was like, I'm vaccinated, man. Like, just <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> well, thanks, Brendan. I appreciate it, man. Dude, thanks. Ah, this has been really, really fun and really, really tiring. I'm sure you can hear through some of these episodes that my voice was completely giving out on me. Um, I have to give a big shout out to Lana, not only for the commercial that she made and now is known locally as the Dilly Dally Girl, but also for helping with the scheduling and for organizing this whole project. It would have been a shit show had I been left to my own devices. To be perfectly honest, I'm a little bummed that this project is over. It's been really fun hearing the feedback from everyone about these chapters and how it made them feel to hear how it resonated with other people. So. Thank you all for interacting, for getting involved, and for your support of this book, of this podcast, of this whole thing that we're building. Because you've stuck through it, because you're still listening, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. First, I've started a podcast network along with my friends, Devin Dabney and Mario Stanley, Plug Tone Audio. The starting lineup is the Power Company Podcast, Sins and Suffers, and the American Climbing Project, but there are more coming. I'm actually working on a new podcast with my friend Zach Alexander. It'll be called Theater of the Absurd, but that's all I can tell you right now. Be on the lookout for more this coming fall and winter. In the meantime, you know where to find us, powercompanyclimbing.com. You can find us on the Instagram, the Facebook, and the YouTube at Power Company Climbing. You can support this podcast by becoming a patron for as little as a dollar a month, and you get extra board meetings every single month at patreon.com slash powercompanypodcast, or you can click the link right there in your show notes, in your pocket supercomputers, and you can share all about this entire series, The Hard Truth. And if you want to, you can tweet about Theater of the Absurd coming. We won't see it because we don't tweet. We scream like eagles.